everybody's all concerned about the mysterious cuts on Donald Trump's hands. Let me put everyone out of their misery. Uh, he got them when he bitch slapped Ron DeSantis in the Iowa caucus. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Coming in hot today, folks. I'm coming in hot. What's up? This is Marque. He saves the Republic. And I'm so excited to be. I'm telling you, this is the, this is the big news. Donald Trump was waving. He was at Melania's funeral. Um, not Melania's funeral, but Freudian slip. Melania's mother's funeral. His mother-in-law. Uh, she passed away. It was very sad. She was very ill. And they went to the funeral. And Donald Trump was on his way. And he stopped. He was waving. And he had cuts on his hands. And man, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't the biggest story of the year, Donald Trump's mysterious cuts on his hands. There, there's photos of him on the Drudge Report. Uh, hold on, I'm going to pull them up. Donald Trump cuts hands because I want to make sure that I can describe them to you if you haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, let me just, this is great. The independent red spots on Donald Trump's hands spark speculation. Um, the Palm Beach Post, Donald Trump's hand red marks spark accusations on social media. Forbes, Trump's red hand markings draw wild speculation, including syphilis, <laughs> including syphilis, which is, hey, no lie. Guess who decided that Donald Trump had um, a venereal disease? Do anyone want to guess? Donald Trump, he has these marks on his hands. And um, let me just see. He, he pauses. He waves. He's leaving Trump Tower. He waves and he's got these little red marks on his hands. And James Carville, the Ragin' Cajun, James Carville, the Ragin' Cajun, who worked for, let's be honest, the if any president in history were ever going to have a venereal disease, it would have been the guy he worked for, Bill Clinton. And he he got on his little podcast. He's got like a little home studio. You know, everyone has a podcast these days. Um, I've I've like four. <laughs> but listen to him talking about Donald Trump's hands which is creepy for one grown man to be talking about another grown man's hands. But what it's, it's James Carville, and he's a creepy dude. Listen to this. If you go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up, the, the, the story that talks about Trump having hand cuts, and you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores, and the answer is immediate and unanimous. Secondary syphilis. All right. I think I think there's a good chance this man has to clap. And I'm not being particularly secretive about it. I am texting the photo. You can link to it. It's in some operation called a Daily Mail. It's some British thing. It's probably a Fleet Street rag. But, you know, maybe the picture was doctored or whatever. But I, maybe the story will go somewhere. Maybe it won't. But I'm telling you, at 1 o'clock Eastern, I'm humping this thing like a young dog on old furniture. I mean, and again, just just that, just the, man, I'll be honest with you, just the metaphors he uses. I'm humping this thing like an old dog on used furniture. That is just, <laughs> I'm just, that's a, that's a former Clinton representative. That was James Carville. He ran the, uh, Bill Clinton's campaign. So again, if anybody is an expert on syphilis, Venereal diseases of any kind, any any STD. It's somebody who ran uh, Bill Clinton's campaign. Now, um, now uh, the Trump camp, I believe they came. Hold on, I'm going to see if I can find. It. They came up with some reason. Uh, Donald Trump's campaign, according to the Daily, Daily Mail, finally came up with the reason for his hand cuts. Uh, the cut hands led to a flurry of speculation. Blah blah. Let me see if I have the reason here. Representatives for Trump said the cause of the injury was simply paper cuts. Those reps said that the former apprentice host then smeared the blood across his hands. 
which, you know, that's possible. It's probable. I've cut myself and I haven't known it until the blood started to smear down my hands. Um, I don't believe that it's syphilis. <laughs> again, I'm no doctor, but uh, then again, neither is neither is James Carville. Eight five. Uh, wait, why am I giving up the phone number? This is not this is not the show. Um, so anyway, that's uh, hope. Thank, hopefully we can put all that to rest. Hopefully the speculation about Donald Trump's hands can be put to rest and we should all probably stop concerning ourselves with it. I will say this. I will say this. If we should be concerned about anyone's health, it's Joe Biden's. And this is, you know, it's, it's typical when you're running for the most powerful position in the world, when you're running to be commander in chief of the most powerful fighting force, when you're running to be president of the United States, you want to make sure you want to make sure that you have uh, a, a strong person. You want to make sure they don't have any weird diseases. Um, you know, it, to me, I think another thing that could have explained it is, uh, if, he, if Donald Trump fell, you know, because sometimes you fall, right? Uh, if Donald Trump fell, which I've heard a couple people say, Donald Trump fell. Well, people fall. I fall constantly. Uh, if he fell and he put his hands down to stop himself from falling, then the, what, the exciting thing or the cool thing would be that, uh, not the exciting, but the, the explanation would be that he cut his hands on the pavement when he fell and he braced himself. Because when you are, when you, when you have all your faculties together, when you're, when you're, uh, you know, uh, energetic and when you, you have good reflexes, you do that. Joe Biden, when he falls, he just busts his butt <laughs> and rolls around on stage for a while, like he did at the Air Force Academy graduation. So, uh, again, they're going to, they're trying to tie this to age. They're trying to tie this to Donald Trump's sexual appetite. They're trying to make him seem like he's disgusting. Um, but apparently it could just be, you know what? A paper cuts makes paper cuts is an obvious choice too, because also let's face it. Uh, he's working when, when very few other people in this race are. All right. Uh, speaking of, speaking of working the Congress, the United States house of representatives, they've had a very interesting few months of basically doing nothing. They've had some interesting votes that we're all a little discouraged by. There was the vote for the NDAA, which allowed the government to continue to put, uh, you know, get FISA warrants to spy on everyday Americans. Um, couple that with what we heard about Cabela's and Dick's Sporting Goods and Bass Pro Shops yesterday, and uh, it should make you a little bit angry. Uh, there was also the vote to continue the spending package from November to December. There was a vote yesterday, or to January rather, and then there was a vote yesterday to push that back again to March the 8th. Uh, there was a vote to oust George Santos from his position after not being found guilty of any criminal allegations, and that weakened our majority even more. And then, of course, um, there was another vote. There was a whole, though, the uh, vote not to uh, make Jim Jordan the Speaker of the House, which I think a lot of people now are regretting. They should have fought harder for that because the current Speaker of the House is just like the old Speaker of the House, and the old Speaker of the House got vacated for, well, doing exactly what the current Speaker of the House is also doing. Uh, the other thing that they haven't really been haven't really been forcible with is the Hunter Biden investigation. Hunter Biden has, in my humble opinion, just one, I mean, he's won this round. He came in, he made his piece, he made his little, he did his little theatrical, you know, thing outside of the, outside of the Capitol building. He, he basically just said, no, I'm not coming. Uh, then he came into the court and then he came into the hearing room, rather, where they were talking about, uh, you know, issuing a subpoena to force him to come. And he sat down and he, he shot his little video and he walked out when Marjorie Taylor Greene started talking and he, he, I think he won. I think he won that round. He's finally agreed to a closed door deposition. Um, but it took two, I mean, it took, look, it took two subpoenas. 
They had to issue two subpoenas to get this guy in. Every time I've been deposed, it took one subpoena. It was one subpoena. I said, I'm not going to come. They said, you could go to jail. And I said, all right, I'll be there. That's basically how it goes. Hunter Biden gets twice as many subpoenas as anyone else because he is, well, Hunter Biden. Uh, Breitbart reports Hunter Biden will sit for a closed-door interview on February 28th along with five Biden family associates at various dates. The uh, James Comer, the House Oversight Committee Chair and Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan announced on Thursday. The announcement came as a surprise to some Republicans. Last week, the chairman went through procedural hurdles to prepare for a House vote to hold Hunter in contempt of Congress for failing to sit for the deposition. Hunter proposed last week to sit for the deposition if Congress reissued a subpoena arguing the prior subpoenas are legally invalid because the impeachment inquiry did not yet exist when the subpoenas were issued. So they said, fine, we'll give you another subpoena. And now he's going to come in and sit down for the deposition. Uh, I imagine the closed door deposition will then lead down the road to some kind of open forum deposition or some kind of hearing in front of the public, which is what Hunter has said he's always wanted. And basically, uh, you know, what's going to happen is we may not know anything before the election. In fact, if the House of Representatives continues down the way they're going, we're not going to know anything anytime ever and nothing will ever get done. In Georgia, we have another Republican who is kind of kicking a can down the road and not really doing anything. And that's Governor Brian Kemp. Uh, Governor Brian Kemp must return from Davos, Switzerland and launch a criminal probe into Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis for corruption said Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, she said that the Republican governor was washing his hands of the 2024 election interference by keeping Fannie Willis on. I believe our governor and our state attorney general should use their power to go after a state district attorney who is abusing her power and going after the former president of the United States. Brian Kemp dismissed Marjorie Taylor Greene's um, call for an investigation. However, there is justice in Georgia. Who knew? There's a judge in Georgia who is now scheduled a hearing on Fannie Willis's alleged improper relationship with top prosecutors. This is a big news. This is, this is big news. This is a big, hairy deal because of all of the indictments that Donald Trump has been, well, indicted with, uh, the ones in Georgia are some of the most damaging. The federal indictments by Jack Smith, there's tons of problems with. There's tons of problems with Jack Smith. Jack Smith, we know, may be an unconstitutional appointment by the DOJ. Not to mention, if Donald Trump wins the election, he can pardon himself from any and all federal issues. Uh, that won't be a problem. In New York, we're not really worried about the Alvin Bragg issues, too, because those aren't things that I think are going to land him in prison anytime soon. And should he win, they'll probably just dismiss those as well. You can't, you can't convict or, or imprison a sitting president if Donald Trump wins. But these ones in Georgia are tough because there's no part. The governor has no pardon power. In Georgia, the governor does not pardon people. It's a committee of folks who sit down, look at each issue and say, okay, we're going to pardon this person. We're going to not going to pardon that person. And even if he had the pardon power, Governor Kemp is so mad at Donald Trump or hates Donald Trump so much or was still so upset about the election interference stuff that he would, I don't think he would pardon. He's not going to investigate Fannie Willis. He's not going to call it, uh, you know, start a probe. He's not going to fire her. He's not going to get involved at all. And I think um, that, thank God, we have this judge now who has scheduled a hearing for February 15th. Uh, a hearing has been scheduled for February 15th by, George, by the Georgia judge overseeing the election interference case against Donald Trump to look into the accusations that Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and her lead prosecutor, Nathan Wade, engaged in an improper romantic relationship and that she mishandled public money 
according to a report. The Washington Post reported Thursday afternoon that Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee ordered Willis to respond to the accusations in writing by February 2nd. Willis has not addressed whether she is involved, she was involved romantically with Wade and has suggested she is being targeted due to racism. So look, this is a big deal. This is a hearing. If she, if this judge calls a hearing and if the uh, different, you know, sides can, can bring information that shows that she, A, had a romantic relationship with the prosecutor, which is bad, but what's really bad is the misuse of the public funds, misappropriating funds, using those funds in Georgia for her own personal sexual getaways, using those funds so that she and her, her, her boy toy could go away and, you know, play with each other and have the Fulton County people, uh, have the Fulton, Fulton County taxpayers pay for it all. That's a bigger deal. And that could cause uh, all kinds of investigations and, and disciplinary action. It could have her removed from the case. And then all of the cases, all of the, uh, all of the uh, complaints against Donald Trump and everyone else involved, Mark Meadows, all of them, uh, would probably just go away. They, they could probably rebring them, but they would have to be dismissed at least. And I think that's, that's big news. That's good news for Donald Trump because that's a state case where he has very little power and absolutely no allies, thanks to Governor Brian Kemp. Uh, it's interesting to see, it's interesting to see the racism claim. <laughs> I think, how much longer are we going to use? I guess forever. I guess that's something we're going to use forever. Look, we've got an opportunity here. And I think that, I think that the thing that made Donald Trump so successful the first time is what the Democrats forgot about. And that is that he fights back. Donald Trump, the, the interesting thing about Donald Trump's first presidency was he got to where he was. He became the president of the United States because he didn't sit there and take anything. If if the media told a lie about him, if the media uh, wrote something that was negative about him or, pardon me, or untrue, if they tried to trap him, if any other Republican or Democrat said something, he wouldn't just roll, you know, he wouldn't just apologize or, you know, uh, beg forgiveness or anything. He would go back and fight. He'd say, you're a liar. You're fake news. He got in everyone's face. He told the truth about CNN. He told the truth about Jim Acosta. He fought back against people who weren't used to it and he won. And he's still doing it today. All of these, all of these district attorneys and these attorneys general and all these other people all over the country, these, these special prosecutors who think they can just end Donald Trump, who think that he's going to walk into a courtroom and not fight with everything he has. This judge in New York, Endragon, who's, who's valuing Mar-a-Lago at $18 million, which is just, it's ridiculous. Uh, Donald Trump's shoes are probably worth $18 million, let alone his palatial estate and country club in Palm Beach County that borders not only the uh, Atlantic Ocean, but also the intercoastal waterway. It's ridiculous. The land alone is worth $300 million. Uh, all of these people, they're, they're trying to take advantage of Trump. They forget that he fights back. And Fannie Willis wanted to, she wanted to uh, uh, prop herself up and start jumping up the ladder to the, a higher position. She's, she's DA. She wants to be attorney general. She wants to be lieutenant governor. Heck, she probably wants to be governor or president one day. Who even knows? But what she forgot was that if you try to build your resume by attacking Donald Trump, you're going to get attacked by Donald Trump. And what she's realizing now that this is headed to court, now that the judge is going to hear this case or hear the accusations against her is that she may have actually dug her own grave while trying to, uh, trying to build a hill that from which she could climb to the top of, if that makes sense. I'll work on that metaphor uh, for the next time I use it. Anyway, listen, we got a big show today. Big show today. Uh, Matt Gates is going to be joining us right after noon. 
um, 11.30 Central. We also have uh, Fake News Friday, which we do every week. So much to get to and so very little time to squeeze it all in. We managed to squeeze it all in, but some days, some days it's tough. Listen, thank you guys so much for, for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Oh, don't forget, we've recorded a 30-minute video. A lot of people like our information, and, and we came up with a 30-minute video. Um, the seven biggest mistakes conservatives are making in this, in this Biden economy that are keeping them overworked, overtaxed, underpaid, uh, and teetering on the brink of financial devastation. It's a great video. It's got some really great tips for you. It sounds negative, but it's got a positive, it's got a positive message for you. And if you're a conservative and if you're struggling or if you're trying to figure out a way to, to, to thrive um, under Joe Biden, go watch this video. It's free. You can find it at stopthelibs.com. Stopthelibs.com. That's the website. Watch the video. Enjoy it. Uh, there's a special invitation for you at the end that uh, we'd love for you to take us up on. And, and don't forget to, to, uh, to continue to listen to this podcast. Uh, listen every day, subscribe, tell whatever podcast player you're listening to. You want this podcast delivered every single day. Share it with the folks that you love. Share it with the folks you don't love. Uh, you know, if you don't love them, they don't love you. And if you share something like uh, this great with them, they'll probably just get angry. And, and, that fan and that's my, one of my favorite things to do is anger the people that don't like me. Um, so anyway, we'll be, listen, we have a great weekend. We will have a new episode of Marque Save the Republic next Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep bringing you the info. We're going to keep bringing you the inspiration to fight, 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 because we will win, 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 and we will save the Republic.